हरे कृष्णा डिवोटीज दंडवत प्रणाम ऑल ग्लोरीज टू शीला प्रभुपात गुरु महाराज टुडे वी आर सो फॉर्चुनेट टू हैव हिज ग्रेस आदि गुरु प्रभु जी टुडे प्रभु जी विल इनलाइटन अस ऑन द टॉपिक राजयोग अलेसन फ्रॉम भगवत गीता हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी प्लीज टेक ओवर द कॉल हरे कृष्णा ओम ज्ञान तिनंदस्य ज्ञानांजलि शिलाके चक्षुरुं तमिना तस्मै श्री गुरुवे नमः सो थैंक यू ऑल फॉर जॉइनिंग सो अर्ली you could have done other things but you joined early so most of the times we have seen that the resolve uh, if you look at mahabharat history and ramayan history uh, you'll see that most of the times vishnu bhagwan vishnu appears to protect the dharma and that is the recurring theme in both ramayana and mahabharata if you look at shri ram's example that how he fought to protect dharma dharma means uh, a logical and uh, common sensical laws which are for the benefit of entire humanity so dharma the word dharma applies everywhere the word dharma doesn't mean religion uh-huh. religion means what is being told religere that's a latin word from which the word religion comes means to reconnect so dharma is not religion uh including shri prabhupad also mentioned one time that dharma is beyond any religion and he translated dharma as compulsory duty so duty means karma so compulsory duty means karma which you cannot avoid that means the nature regular nature like uh, all of us are born with a particular nature uh, we 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 like few things we don't like few things we eat in a certain way whether it's a indian continent or an african continent anywhere if you go everyone lives in a certain way that's why there is a variety in this world and for everyone also the the because there is a variety in this world the 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 culture is also different based on the variety you will not find the same culture in india same culture in europe is different everywhere uh and to expect everyone to become same or one or follow one culture is not possible anywhere in the world in africa for example the uh, many ancient uh, cultures of the world they evolved locally you know the whole theory that the mankind the man first appeared in africa and later on it went to asia or europe that is all a theory not a fact in fact uh, if you look at the creation of brahma the men were created or human beings were created animals birds reptiles all those things things were created simultaneously according to bhagavad purana everywhere and so everywhere the culture was also created traditions were also created based on their karma past life so the based on the karma everyone is sent to all parts of the world simultaneously 
including the practices of rituals and other aspects sent to them also simultaneously. So just saying that there should be uniformity, like the way Europeans practice their culture should be in the same in Africa and other parts, that is expecting too much or it's an unreasonable ask. It's not possible. Like even if you consider United States, the, if you look at the Native American cultures in the United States, uh, because I'm, my, my, I'm writing a new book, Gold, Glory, and God. It's one version was released two weeks back. So I've done a lot of research on the Native system, the religious system, the faith system, and the other things which are prevalent in America and Africa and other parts of the world. One thing is common across all the original cultures of the world, whether it's India, Africa, Asia, or any part of the Middle East, one thing is common, that everyone relied on a, everyone relied on native nature. Everyone had faith on nature, everyone respected nature, and everyone believed in the power of sun and moon. This is common across everywhere. So it's not that just the residents of Africa were uh, different or the residents of Asia were different. Everyone had the same expectation, like that they were all relying on the nature, Mother Nature. The problem comes in when somebody comes and talks about their culture superior to a native culture. Now, if you look at Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavad Gita talks about Maya Dakshina Prakriti Suitesh Charataram, where Krishna says that Prakriti works under him. Prakriti is very powerful. Prakriti Gunasamura, Tan Krishna, everyone works according to the nature. Third chapter of Bhagavad Gita. And everyone is born of their own nature also. Tattat karma pravartanat. According to the karma. <coughs> so according to the nature of karma, dharma also evolves. Uh, and dharma is built on the natives, on the local cultures. So the dharma, which is a very good concept in Bhagavad Gita, is called sodharma. means one's own nature, one's own duties. That also evolves. So if anyone tries to destroy that nature, it's called attack or attack on the dharma. Obviously, as a human being, we have to improve, we have to become better day by day, and we have to evolve into a better person. We all have to do that. We have to work hard on ourselves. But that is intrinsic. Every culture of the world, you know, as I'm studying and learning also, that every culture of the world has evolved. They have a self-checking system. So everyone checks, everyone evolves, and everyone gradually moves forward. And uh, they, they adopt new practices. So this self-improvement is built in, into every intelligent person. And generally, the Shastra, when the Vedic Shastra assumes, that everyone is born intelligent 
everyone is born with a skill everyone is born with a particular attitude there is no need for artificial imposition of any type that doesn't say that you, you should not tell others to develop good habits but it's all there like for example i'll give an example when shila propad went to philippines now philippines has their own culture we all know that before 16th century philippines was a hindu country philippines which you today call it as a a Christian country, the Spaniards invaded Philippines in 1521 and by 1621 they had completely banned local cultures. And the punishment was either be killed or be thrown out of Philippines unless they accept Christianity. That was the culture of Philippines. So this was happening in 16th century, 1521 to 1621. Check it out on Wikipedia and other places. You'll be shocked to see what happened. same thing when prabhupad went to so when prabhupad went to the philippines he, one of the lectures he said that everybody is born dharmic that everyone follows their own dharma it is not that we, we cannot judge others the saying that we are better than you that is not the culture of the veda veda respects the local culture local karma the way they are born it respects that Veda will never tell you that what you are doing is either wrong or right or it should be done this way or that way. They are not going to tell you that. Veda is going to tell you what are the general characteristics. Like Krishna, he doesn't tell you that what you should be. Krishna says, these are the qualities of people in Satugur, these are the qualities of people in Raju. Like this is how you recognize them. It doesn't tell you to, to, to judge anybody. He says, if you want to recognize somebody, it's like this. So it's like if you want to recognize a Brahman, you do not recognize him by his birth. You recognize him by his qualities. Similarly, if you want to recognize a Chhatriya, you recognize him by his qualities. Similarly, when you want to recognize a Shudra or a Vaishya, you recognize by their qualities, not by what they what they claim to be or by birth. It's not recognized. So naturally, some of you will be recognized if you check out the 18th chapter of the Bhagavad You will see yourself. They you stand, and then accordingly, whatever is your strength, you choose a, a guna and karma, and then accordingly you start developing your own faith process. But Vedas will never tell you what you should do or what you should follow. They don't say that. They just like I am. I am reading Manu Smriti now, and Manu Smriti doesn't tell you exactly. Manu doesn't tell you what to do. What to do? They don't do, tell you. He just says, "This is how you recognize, and if somebody is in this social order, then you should do this action." So the the Vishnu, he comes to protect dharma. Dharma means protect the rights or the adhikar of local people. Like wherever he comes, he fights for protecting the rights of local people. And all his devas, whenever devas come, devta dev dev only comes to protect. the society so they the it is naturally assumed that there will be certain people who will try to destroy the society and it does happen again and again so you cannot easily say that this is a fight between good and evil that is a concept abrahamic concept is a christian concept good or evil because that's mentioned in bible our concept is different we are not talking about good or evil because good can be relative a good can be 
for a for a European power, what is good? Maybe bad for the local in Africa or Asia. You know, so that's why it's called colonial power. So they want to impose their viewpoint on other cultures, and that's why it is not considered good because it is what is good for Europeans is not good for Africans. What is good for Europeans is not good for other people. So good or evil. So for the from the so what is considered good for European colonial power is considered evil for native cultures. Like what happened to Native Americans in the U.S. You know, how many people were killed? Almost 20 to 40 million people were killed. And West Virginia, where I have stayed, that was a place called Mountville, and that is a place where massacres happened, big massacres happened, very karmically unstable place. So the the point which I am trying to say, the dharma is neither good nor evil. Dharma means the right thing. It's just the right. So we are neither. We don't talk about good. We don't talk about evil. Nor we talk about left or we not talk about right. We talk about dharma or adharma, because it is beyond everything else. Means, uh, dharma means righteous, like what ideally should be done. That is dharma, and the dharma, the the codes of what ideally should be done are written by Manu. You know, even even you even talk to one hundred years. You know, this one Manu family, Manu Ikshwakwe Agbravik. So. Codes of dharma have been coming down from time immemorial, but Manu wrote it down. So Manu Samhita is followed by Sri Ramchandra, quoted by Sri Ramchandra, is quoted by Vishnu Maharaj, is quoted by all the kings of the world, which you know, Ikshaku dynasty or Maharaj Yayati's dynasty. Everyone is quoted, including Prithu Maharaj is quoted. Prithu Maharaj is quoted. Prithu Maharaj himself was one time called Manu. But Swambhu Manu, the original first person created by uh, Satrupa and Manu, created by Brahma, they have quoted it also. So they are written down from there, and it continues since time immemorial. Now Manu Samhita is not a addition to Veda, like Rig Veda, Rig Veda, any of the Veda, but it is a corollary. It derives from the Veda, but Manu wrote it down so that the future generations can use it. Now that is the original constitution of human mankind. Sometimes Manu is also called Nara. And now I'll come to the topic of Raj Yoga, because Manu is considered the first king of the world, first king, and how he worked. So the the and we see in his dynasties, you know, everyone. Chandra dynasty, so everyone has come to Manu's family. Ultimately, the father is one. Manu's family, the Buddha dynasty, has come, evolved separately. So, the, the in the Manu's family, if you see that most of the Vishnu avatars have appeared, avatars have appeared. Most of the Vishnu avatars, because Bhagwan always appears in a place where he can enforce the code of dharma. So he assumes the responsibility of him. King, always. Therefore, all everyone except Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, everyone has appeared in the form of a chhatriya, chhatriya family. People who are responsible for enforcing dharma. Dharma means, as I explained, it also means laws for human mankind. So, if you follow dharma, there will be peace. If you don't follow dharma, there will not be peace. There will be always people who are fighting against dharma. So. 
whenever Krishna or Arjun are talking, whenever Yudhishthir and, uh, and Krishna are talking, wherever Nakul and Sadev are talking with Krishna, then all three conversations go on in Bhagavad They are all talking about Dharma. Dropdi is talking about Dharma. Kunti Maharani is talking about Dharma. Kunti Maharani's uh, great mother-in-law also, also talking about Dharma. Satyavati. And, and uh, Santanu Maharaj is talking about Dharma. And Pandu is talking, talking about Dharma. Bhishma uh, is talking about Dharma. Everybody is talking about Dharma. Dashrath Maharaj is talking about Dharma. Yeah, what is Dharma, what is not Dharma. So when people say that whether you are left or right, or they ask me all the time, and I say I am neither left nor right. I am neither part of the good nor part of the evil. I am part of Dharma. On the, I am on the side of Dharma. Dharma means what is the right thing to do. So as a neutral person, and uh, as a neutral person, we are, we are neither part of any camp. We are part of the right thing to do. Whatever is the right thing, we are on that side. That is the position of Dharma. Krishna is always, there are two shlokas. Wherever there is Krishna, there is Dharma. But before that, Sanjay says, wherever there is Dharma, there is Krishna. Both are correct. Because Krishna is not going to be on the side of evil. Or because we don't recognize adharma, not adharma, means something which is not right thing to do. For example, sometimes a uh, lying, you know, I don't encourage lying, but a lying is also part of dharma. Because when you protect the cow by, by showing a wrong direction to butcher, you actually lie to the butcher to protect the cow. But that lying is also called dharmic now, because you are protecting the cow, which is a primary responsibility of all humans. Anyone who drinks milk of the cow must not kill the cow. Anyone. Because that is ingratitude. That is, in, that is not logical. So if you, eat the, if you drink the milk of cow, don't, drink, don't eat it. Because that is otherwise you are being ungrateful to that, aunt, to that mother who is giving you milk. That is normally, to your mother, you do not never kill your mother. Because... She is the one who gives you, who takes care of you. Just like you take care of your mother rest of the life, why will you take life of a cow who, who is giving you milk? It's dharmic provision. It's nothing good or evil here. It's just dharmic provision. Similarly, the land where you live, it is automatically your responsibility to protect it because that land is sustaining you. And so you... So Dharmic people are the most logical people you can talk to. The people who are not dharmic are the most illogical people to talk to. Because they are driven by, like some, some people say, you know, if you look at the colonial records, then the, when first the Dutch attacked the US, then the Portuguese attacked, and the Spaniards attacked, and the British attacked. All of them wanted to kill the Native Americans. Why? Because the Native Americans were a major obstruction in their path to occupy America, USA. And they, they engaged in so many heinous crimes against Native Americans, which we cannot even, as I was writing this book, I was not able to like, fathom what is going on because it was too difficult for me to even come to emotional terms with the kind of suffering which Native Americans had to go in their own land. You, most, most of you will be surprised 
the United States gave citizenship to Native Americans in 1924. After taking their land, like I come to your home and then I occupy your home and then I give you a certificate of ownership or debt or rent, rental agreement to you, say, now you can live in this house in on my condition. This is what exactly happened in Native Americans here. So this is very adharmic position. So when Krishna comes down or Ram comes down, they come to remove this type of adharma. Bhagwan Ram doesn't come to kill Ravan. Bhagwan Ram comes to kill down the adharmic activities of Ravan and to set an example that if somebody does like what he is doing, then he will be killed also in future. For not everybody, Shri Ram will come. For Ravan, he had to come because Ravan was extremely powerful. But for others, agents will come, many people will come, who will feel sent. For Ravan, he was invited by the Devta. Brahma invited him to come. And therefore, he had to come. Uh, Shri Vishnu Bhagavan never comes down without invitation, without, without being called by the Devta. Because this world is what Devta has to manage. Because they are also under the three modes of nature and they have to perform the karma to get out of the entanglement of karma bandhan. Even they die. They have the position. So they have to also do the karma. So this world is given to them to protect this world on behalf of Vishnu. Vishnu represents dharma. Dharma means whatever is the, like I explained before, whatever is the righteous thing to do, the right thing to do, that's your Vishnu. Yeah? Sometimes we, we owe our allegiance to a profession. So you take an allegiance of doing the right thing. Whether you're a doctor, accountant, or a lawyer, or any other profession you are, you take an oath of uh, allegiance to the best practices of the profession. That's dharma. Similarly, to live on this earth, you take an oath of allegiance to perform dharmic activities. Or activities which benefit all, including animals, including birds. Nowadays, society is very dif- different. When Ravan was here, then he was engaging all kinds of dharmic activities. And dharmic activities like kidnapping others' wives or forcing others to live with him, all kinds of dharmic activities. So he was destined to be removed by Brahma. Brahma gave him the benediction, Brahma also removed him also. Same way, when Krishna comes down, Krishna also comes down for the same purpose of installing dharma means the right thing to do so that maximum people can advance spiritually that objective is lost now the only thing which is remaining is earth you all see jobs 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 you never see any uh, other than sometimes the Indian uh, leaders say that but otherwise if you look at any other president of the world you only focus on jobs creation of jobs economic only economic. Now, <coughs> is it dharmic or not? It is partly dharmic, yes. Everyone needs jobs. That was the concern of Vishwar also. Uh, the Maharaj was also uh, interested with creating occupation to everybody. But Vishwar Maharaj was also interested with the implementation of Varnashram. Because that is, uh, according to Manu, that is the principal responsibility of the king to install a system of Varnashram so that everybody is with a job. See, the, the job means, means responsibility. Job means, you know, in, there's a joke on that, just over broke. That's a J-O-B, just over broke. 
the job is the responsibility of even the district managerial economic responsibility like we did not only check him on the whether he creates conferences whether he encourages alliances those things were there even that time also it's nothing new has been we are doing today it's just we have, we have internet and we have social media and we have other tools for information but the work is the same governance in that time was also same today is also same so when the governance ibishi maharaj was doing was for the purpose of of removing karma bandhan or connecting people to dharma or connecting to vishnu dharma is another meaning is vishnu also connect to vishnu vishnu represent dharma vishnu is dharma if i take into spiritual sense so the purpose was to bring people closer to vishnu so then it becomes raj yoga raj karma becomes raj yoga because the ultimate goal is to bring people closer that's how the whole mahabharat war, war was fought for that's why it was fought for it was not yada jai dharma se glane bhavati bharata adhyatthana madharma se tadatmanam sujamya aham he comes on his own this story is called dharma either directly or through another human being or through teachers many different ways bhagwan comes down but then bhagwan comes down he works for the entire humanity he doesn't work for like the christian say that the god is only for the christians you say it is a jewish soul god is only for jewish people so unless you become jewish you will be protected or you become christian you will be protected or muslim say unless you become a muslim then only you will be protected that is a very sectarian view one aspect the raj yoga is for the entire humanity like everyone whatever is the swadharma swadharma like i said before local beliefs local cultures local customs that is swadharma so the difference between that and the raj yoga and the other cultures is other cultures they have a condition precondition if you become like us then only god will protect god doesn't work in a sectarian way god works for all every human being so no the the conversion is usually for the good habits not for the bad habits like if i am a Uh, if i am a person having bad habits if i remove those bad habits i become a good person that is called conversion good conversion but if i just change my faith but continue those activities then there's no conversion happen because i'm still adhered to, to the same old bad habits so raj yoga removes this inconsistency from the society that's what bhagavad gita advises bhagavad gita says sauryam dakshin city uh, it says in bhagavad gita it says the bravery expertise vidyata palayanam ishvara bhavascha chhatra kama swabhavam and controlling nature these are the propensities given to the rulers but they have to need it they need it as vishnu mara says i cannot do any other job i am trained to rule i am not cannot do as a job well as well because that's not my nature this arjun had the same nature of resistance because this part of the same family but he was weak because of emotion and so he was drifting away from his own nature krishna says you will be forced to act according to your nature that is what what has happened many of the rulers of the world they adopt non violence and then again they are killed by the violence because it's not their nature their nature is to lead and provide protection whenever a leader fails to provide protection that means he has not he has failed in his job or duties so bhagavad gita strictly discourages that 
and somehow some people have been told politics is bad now it is a very immature statement because we need dharmic politics in the society otherwise adharma adharmic people will take control so you if you want to practice your japa and tapa and whatever you want to do you need a political leadership who supports it if somehow they ban it your japa they say you cannot do any more japa you cannot do any more tapa that's exactly around it exactly what uh, happened in islamic rule in india islamic what happened in christian rule in india they said you cannot do your japa you cannot do medanga you cannot go on the street katana mahapu was the first one to oppose it one of the first one to oppose a bengal sultanate was katana mahapu and katana mahapu took out the took out the procession to challenge that against chandkazi and the process he converted chandkazi to a dharmic person even today in his worship him they go to his uh, mazar and they perform chadar and harinam goes on in his mazar all the time but still but, but the point is i'm trying to say the the it is a duty of the king to protect and we need such leaders we badly need such leaders who work for protecting dharma because raj yoga is also gives you liberation because when yudhishthira maharaj uh, ruled the world he was ruling in opulence he had so much opulence that even indra could not compare himself with him it is perfectly good legal or it is legitimate wealth is not bad like uh, most of the times i hear propaganda wealth is bad we should not be focus on wealth that is the immature statement wealth is good provided it is used in the service of dharma so the king have a responsibility to collect taxes but for the benefit of other people they protecting people's dharmic aspirations japa tapa protecting temples where these things are encouraged protecting creating education institutes where these things are promoted because ultimate goal is to the deliverance from karma bandhan the bondage of karma from coming down from past life sanskrit karma agami karma prarabdha karma all these are results of karma these are not types of karma all these three results of karma we have to burn them otherwise we cannot get mukti or moksha so the ultimate purpose of a varnashram system is moksha karma artha kaam and moksha dharma artha kaam have to be done in balance you know too much dharma will take you away from kaam and uh, too much ka away from uh, the uh, artha so all these three are balanced but ultimately all three in a balanced way have to lead to moksha if you focus on only dharma and neglect artha and kaam then you will not be able to successfully achieve your mission yeah, or you will hide you will hide others you will go to secretly go to a movie and don't tell others you will say oh we are very good people we don't agree to movie and other things you will keep saying that in the private life you just open some tv channel or watch some tv channel and then ultimately then come out with a silk oh perfectly fine now or watch some youtube on a cell phone come out that becomes hypocrisy that will not help you come out of the karmanam cycle because you are hypocritical you are you are neglecting yourself so narad muni tells you just the morning time is for swadhyay day for work evening for little bit of enjoyment everything controlled way and again get up early in the morning then swadhyay again and three sandhya which is very important is it tomorrow will maintain that you will never find krishna telling you just say that you are wrong 
you're focusing on karma, you're focusing on... No, it is a duty of a thing to be balanced. Otherwise, you'll become exploited. So some people say that politics is all bad. But if there is no dharmic politics, there will be a problem. And whatever level of politics you see, the dharmic politics you see, is because good people, dharmic people are not in the politics. Because they are, they are purposely, they kept themselves away. Krishna doesn't say that. Krishna himself is a prince. Krishna himself is a Kshatriya. Sri Ram is himself a Kshatriya. You know, if you look at the palace of Sri Ram, according to Valmiki Ramayana, I've explained in my book, One Arrow, One Kill, in detail. Sri Ram used to have Natya Samaj in the evening. There used to be a regular performances by the citizens in front of him for his enjoyment. Even Love and Kush comes to that Natya Sabha to sing Ramayana in front of him. The same assembly comes down. So when you you, you, we have to, as, as a followers of dharma, we can ensure that we keep a balance in our own life and do not hurt the swadharma of others. You may not be able to rule, but there are some other people who will be able to rule. You need to give them freedom. That's called one nation. You know, if you see most of the places where dharmic populations have been killed or removed, I won't name the name of the places, but you all can understand if you watch news. There, the role of Kshatriya or role of people performing Raj Yoga has been minimized because they thought our mantras will protect. But when you are in the Manushya body, mantras are for you, Sudharma. But for the society, you need Varnashram. Chatur Ashram, Chatur Varna. If one of the Varna is missing, that society becomes poor. You know, there are many examples of that in the history of the world, what happened to uh, Kashmiri Pandits, what happened to Jewish people, what happened to plenty of people, you know, African communities, where they emphasize only one aspect. They just said that we just want to be traders. It never happened in society. Even a pacifist country like Japan has a huge army. Okay? It never happened in the history. Japanese are Hindus. They're not, they're like us. But what I'm saying is Vandashram, wherever it is neglected, it is the duty of the king to establish one ashram. Not of the king guided by proper guru. It was Shivaji Maharaj established one ashram. Ranjit Singh Maharaj established one ashram. It is a modern history, I'm saying. 19th to 21st century. And uh, 18th to 21st century, Shivaji Maharaj, Maharaj Ranjit Singh. These are the people who established one ashram. But after that, the one ashram, the people started neglecting the Chhatriya aspect of the culture. The India started going down. And again, uh, recently, again, India is starting to come up. But if you look at the Western civilization, only one aspect is emphasized, which is the military and the earth. But then society is in turmoil, a lot of mental diseases, people are not generally happy, despite having all the wealth, all the security, but still people are not happy. Because what is missing? Moksha is missing. If the moksha is not there, Dharma's calm is there, then it's going to create craziness. All kinds of craziness, all kinds of crazy philosophies, like uh, killing cows, is one example. One is very major, but it's one example. Because there's a moksha is missing. So what happens is, the society becomes gradually bankrupt with dharmic values and so, slowly collapses. Biggest of the biggest nations have collapsed. Britain has collapsed. Europe, has, uh, Europe uh, Spain, Spain has collapsed. Italy has collapsed. France has collapsed. All these societies are in great turmoil now. Plus, they have destroyed other philosophies, other countries also. 
Africa has been destroyed. They were very dharmic people, focused on native culture. They are all gone. Nobody is alive. You know why? Because we only emphasize dharma, earth and calm. So Raj Yoga says that we need to emphasize on the whole Varnashram. Srila Prabhupada said, and he is a very visionary, I consider him a visionary, and he said that uh, the my second part of the movement is establishing Varnashram. His guru emphasized. And his guru, like this, they are all say, saying about the same topic. Why? Because society cannot be peaceful. If Jishri Maharaj was just doing Japa and said everything will happen through Japa, then if he's not doing his duty, where is the karma now? Japa is Sodharma. It's like a personal, like morning, breakfast, afternoon, meal, and dinner. But where is the duty to the society? Because ultimately, dharma needs to translate into benefit for the society. So mantra is one aspect for reviving the mindset of dharma. That's why Hare Krishna Mahavadra we chant, so that we become dharmic internal. But then for the society, not everybody is going to do that. Not everybody is going to do that. Manushya Nam Sahasri Kachiriyati Siddhaya, Yetaham Vizidhalam, Kachin Maam Vikitakya. Very rare. For rest of the people, you are ashram. Some people may not do it. Like Prabhupada said in Gurukul, one boy was very rowdy. So Prabhupada said, put him in the farm. The chanting is not good for him. Put him in the farm. But if you focus on him to chant and then make him a guru, what is going to do? Destroy many people's lives. Happened. It happened. You've seen it. So, not everybody is meant to be a sannyasi. People are, some people are meant to be rulers, some people are engineers, doctors, some people are meant to be other aspects of society. But they all have to work together, cooperatively, like one body. You cannot say, hand is more important than the leg, because both the functions are different. A mouth is more important than the hand, different functions. Like this, society is made of one national. And, and the, all aspects of society are, are equally important, and we have to engage them appropriately. I'll give you an example of Philippines. Sopa said, just feed them. In Africa, he said, just play music. Just play kirtan. You know, people are different. Uh, for Chinese, Sopa said that they will be the last to become Krishna conscious, but they will be the best. Because they are followers, good followers. Chinese are good followers. Chinese have never invented anything on their own. Other than a few rockets that too also they stole from India. And yoga and everything else that also came from India to them. They have not invented anything new. Even now you can see, they take Russian planes, copy them and create a new plane. They take best from everywhere and adopt it. So one day they'll take up Krishna consciousness and adapt it for themselves, but they'll be very strict since they follow. That's what Prabhupada did. I was surprised. He said only for Chinese, not for anybody else. But the 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 point is Varnashram is protected by Vishnu and Devata. So it's up to us whether we cooperate with Devata or Vishnu and help in this process so that we create a dharmic society. And we remove from our mind politics is bad, this is bad. The entire Mahavarata Ramayana is for politics. If you don't like politics, then why you worship Ramayana? Ram? Why you worship Krishna? Krishna is unlimited, I know that. Ram is unlimited, he is Vishnu. But they are all playing the role of a politician. Because that is needed for the society. That's called Raj Yoga. So, thank you for listening to me. And I, I usually keep my classes short because nowadays people don't have time. If anyone has any questions or comments, please share. Hare Krishna. <coughs> Thank you.
हरे कृष्णा प्रभु थैंक यू सो मच फॉर योर वंडरफुल क्लास इफ एनीबॉडी हैज एनी क्वेश्चन प्लीज गो हेड प्रभु जी कैन यू हियर मी यस प्रभु जी यस हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा गुड वेरी नाइस क्लास सो प्रभु जी दे गिव दोस ऑन द टीवी दिस ब्रह्मा कुमारी द टीचर आज योगा इन वन आवर व्हाट इज दैट दे कॉल इट मेडिटेशन एज रात योगा प्राणायाम एज रात योगा बट रात योगा इज यू नो दैट वन श्लोका देयर राज गुयम टॉपर सीक्रेट बट बट जनरली राज योगा मींस हाउ टू रूल थैंक यू प्रभु Anyone has any questions or comments? You can ask me. These are very, I put it very simply, but you know, very complex topics. I know many devotees are very stretched on these ones. There any questions? Anyone has? हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी दंडवत प्रणाम डिफरेंट कल्चर्स लाइक साउथ अफ्रीकन अमेरिकन एंड ऑल दोज पीपल द रिलीजन इज इन देयर ब्लड इज इन देयर कल्चर to cleanness and all those uh, things which is sometime it bothers other people uh, and they determined to do all those things and prabhupada also mention in uh, you are quoting about prabhupada and so how to deal with those type of people to so they can relate each other even so many people like uh, indian americans and uh, africans sometime you have to go beyond your capacity and do accept those things which is not even relevant to the bhakti can you explain a little bit about this So when you talk about American culture or these cultures, they're not Christian. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Native American. The yes, the Native American. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about Christian. Or, Christian culture is an attack on America. It's not a Native American culture. Christians attacked America. They converted a Native American. So it's okay. not. Okay. And generally, the African culture. I'm talking about Native cultures, the original cultures before Islam and Christianity attacked them. So most of the people you find in America converted because these are European settlers. They are not uh, local. Mm. They are European settlers. So their culture, their faith is foreign to this land. So when you talk about dharma, means dharma means land culture of the natives, which is very similar to Indian, very similar to Hindu. Mm-hmm. Even if you go to some native villages and a lot of devotees, 
from native cultures in uh, iskon and uh, they are uh, they are very good devotees but they are because they were never christian in the first place uh, so when we talk about their culture I mean native cultures original ones christianity is an artificial culture it's been it is a conquest native americans have also supported the hand of colonial like the india support colonial they have also support colonial in fact they are wiped out india survived because of its traditions and sadhus she was proper mm-hmm. was a fighter freedom fighter very few will know that he was a freedom fighter he was supported gandhi ji he was part of satyagraha yeah. he left his job he left his degree because of fighting for mahatma gandhi for independence of india Yes, yes. Srila Prabhupada also had the Chhatriya culture in him. He mm. fought, he was in protest. He used to go out in protest. Okay. Very few people, they talk about it. This is what the reality of Prabhupada is. This is what Bhakti Jansi Sahib told him to focus on spirituality. He wanted a different type of conquest. So people like mm-hmm. Bhakti Sri Thakur saved the culture of India. Now, the, because of Bhakti Sri Thakur, initially he was not looking practical to Prabhupada. But Prabhupada mm-hmm. followed the vision of Bhakti Sri Thakur and see what he has done. He has preserved the Vedic culture all over the world. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of freedom movement. If it was not for Prabhupada, I wouldn't be writing so many books. Prabhupada so encouraged us to write books. Mm-hmm. To challenge the narrative. This is also called preaching. You have to understand what is going on to make it relevant to people. Unless you study their cultures, you won't make it relevant to people. So we have to, we have to change the way we preach, the way we do things to protect the rights of the natives, Sodharma. Mm-hmm. You all do a bit. Otherwise, how will you preach? If you don't understand the person, how will you preach? Yes, you. I will not able to preach. So I have to depend Krishna, do his devotees, his uh, all the sahupad and the, all the spiritual masters to pray to protect. so they can we can preach to them it's very hard like i i know someone who, who she has a very good devotee and but she doesn't want to offer uh, bhoga without tulsi she don't want to she don't want to accept that it's very difficult i mean she is uh, practicing almost 10 years but she don't accept that without tulsi krishna will not accept a prasad bhoga very difficult to change in the mind very very good devotee patra listen to me mataji stop judging people okay so pakram pushpam phalam toyam yome bhaktya prachati kadam bhakte अश्नामी प्रेत आत्मना सो वेरी ट्रूथली मेंशन इन दिस श्लोक 
because you do not know somebody's condition you do not know what's happening in other person's life you don't know no so we have to develop a kind heart mm-hmm. if your heart is not kind and not soft then what is the point of being krishna consciousness you might as well do something else mm mm-hmm. it was in my mind without without a tulsi krishna will not accept the prasanna bhoga but it when you read in shloka that, priyatatmana love and devotion uh, love and devotion okay. if they add krishna tulsi it is good enough it's better but uh, okay. except they at least they're offering that is the main thing we need to accept okay mm and patram pushpam phalam pe me these are the four kinds of things you can offer to me patra pushpam phalam toyam means water mm-hmm. yo me bhakti prachati anyone who offers him uh-huh. is a devotee these are the kind of foods he accepts that's why he is vegetarian mm-hmm. isn't oh okay so it is not tulsi patra doesn't mean tulsi who t- who told you patra patra means palak means chakra who tell mm-hmm. i don't think so anyone anyone knows bhagavad gita will tell you this patra means palak can mean shak can mean leaf any any green leafy vegetable mhm and tulsi also included but he does not say he does not say patram tulsi mm-hmm. patram pushpam phalam toyam he doesn't say that krishna do you think krishna is fool not to mention tulsi here no then he he could have said okay. tulsiya patram pushpam palam phalam toyam he did not say tulsi word no he did not so we do not read our bhagavad gita we keep listening to classes and getting confused we uh-huh. don't apply our own mind we don't read our own scriptures and then we blame the whole world that we are krishna god is not acting because we are not teaching properly we don't understand what you are teaching okay. senior devotees are there to give you one perspective only but you have to read your own books mm. maybe then uh, uh, so called senior devotees may tell you one translation or the other translation but still proper said you must scrutinizingly read the books mm. so you still cannot say that other person is nobody's fault is your fault nobody's fault you cannot blame any other devotee for that misunderstanding Mm-hmm. so we have to correct ourselves okay. this cannot uh, become fanatic judge others mm-hmm. any other question i have thank you prabhu ji thank, thank you krishna correcting me anyone else has any other question point to discuss so thank you all very much for listening one chakal patru bhasha to patru bhasha hari janan pal ji ji anandu bodhi vasna ji ki jai shri prabhu ji jai hari jai Thanks for
थैंक यू सो मच प्रभु जी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा